0: mark <laughs> <laughs> hi hello oh my goodness hi, how you guys wow what, a, what <laughs> are you we? guys doing shaky shaky Good. i know did any of you actually watch the oscars or did you hear about it second round?
1: i watched it while it happened
0: i watched it while it happened as well mm-hmm. uh, did,
1: did yeah, you I say it was? moment yeah i did okay there's a lot of things yeah. first of all I knew something had happened, but I thought something was wrong with my TV because I'm watching <laughs> on a streaming service, right? So, like, he makes the joke and then everybody laughs and then suddenly Will Smith is walking and then suddenly my TV froze, like literally froze. Oh, it froze. And then, and then I could see, like, movement, but I couldn't tell what was happening. And then I heard Chris Rock say, that was the greatest moment in television history. And then I thought to myself, huh, I think I just missed something. And then I was... I always live tweet the Oscars with my sister. So the two of us are like, you know, talking back and forth. Did that happen? And then within seconds, the whole thing was on Twitter because <laughs> people in Australia apparently don't get the censored version right. And then there was this whole debate about whether it was really, whether it was staged or whatever. But, but that was my experience. Anna, how about you?
2: I thought it was staged at first because when I saw that, I'm like, okay, um, well, there's no welt, like, forming on his face, and, you know, he's handling it pretty well, but then when they panned into Will Smith, and he's, they they had it, like, all censored, so it was just all quiet, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, what is happening, and I, it was too bad that Mark was, like, downstairs doing something else, because I'm like, Mark, you got to stop what you're doing, and you got to see this. I'm going to rewind this, and you got to see this. He's like, "This better be good."
1: He was not sorry. (laughs) I, I, I continued to think it was staged until I realized that Will Smith had screamed profanities. Because if they had staged a bit, he would not have dropped f bombs.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't um, read the lips. It took Mark to actually read the lips. And he said, oh, I know what he said. I know what he said. He said, keep my wife's name out of your effing mouth. Right. <laughs> but but he got really, like, aggressive the second time he said it. Like, he sounded he like a uh, a dad on in the movies when they're really abusive.
1: He did. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. and And that's where we are now is is he abusive or did he just lose it protecting his wife or somewhere in between, you know, and this has been the great debate, um, you know, in addition to all the other more important things that are happening in the world. But this is a pretty, it's a pretty big deal. You know, he's a hero to a lot of people and um, all of us at our, nobody ever wants to be on film at our lowest moments ever, of course. Um, But you got to wonder, is this the first time, something like this has ever happened, or is it just the first time it's ever been captured on film, you know? Um, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I don't want to think so, because to me, he'll always be the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, you know? But it was crazy. Well,
0: I did not watch it, but... When I picked up my sister for swimming, she is a huge Oscars fan. And normally I would go over to her house and uh, watch it with her. But she said she was just going to watch it in segments. Well, she didn't. And she first thing in the car, did you watch the Oscars? And I'm like, no. And she proceeded to tell me. And when she told me what Danzel Washington said. So when Mm. I got to a computer, you know, I watched it. And the first thing I saw was Will laughing. At Chris's joke. Yep. Then all of a sudden I see him walking on stage and, you know, it is, it's like your brain can't really process it, even though I, I knew it was coming. And I think that like you said, Claire, there was this level of disappointment of no, no, not you. Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The other thing I I, and and Anna alluded to this that was really amazing was how Chris Rock kept his composure. That was what made Mm -hmm. me wonder if the whole thing was staged because he just kept on making jokes, except that he stumbled quite a bit. When when he when he then went on to proceed to deliver the next Oscar oh, for his documentary. Yeah. He really he was stumbling over his words and he was kind of he's much smoother than that. And that's when I went, Okay, no, something is bothering him. Something did go awry here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um yeah. But I gotta give him credit for he didn't storm off stage, he didn't fight back, he didn't he just maybe he was too stunned. He just kept kept going, you know. Um apparently then he left, you know he went he went off stage and then he left right after it but um really the whole thing just from top to toe is is really bizarre you know yeah, yeah.
2: do do you guys feel like um so the in the all the aftermath of it do you feel like uh who, who do you feel like is um
1: is getting more love will or chris I wouldn't say either of them is getting love, but I think Chris is getting more of the benefit of the doubt. I think people, my perception, maybe this is just my personal opinion, but I, I think the perception I'm getting from people is that it's Chris Rock's job to make jokes at other people's expense, just like Risky Gervais or yeah. even the ladies The ladies earlier in the night were doing it, and that that's part of the whole uh, thing in this gathering of people in this room, whether it's the Grammys or the Emmys. or, or There's sort of this big group sense of self-deprecating humor. I think Kareem Abdul-Jabbar said this in his essay that... Part of their job is to acknowledge that these are millionaires congratulating each other on being millionaires and that part of the host job is to is to bring it down to the level of ordinary people. And there's an assumption that you just take what gets thrown at you. And this was the first time I'd ever seen it. Uh, You know, sometimes you'll get a glare, but I'd never seen anybody physically react before. And so I think. To me, the temperature being taken here is that Chris Rock gets the benefit of the doubt. What do you guys think?
2: Yeah, Lori. Yeah, Lori. What do you What do you think? Who's Who seems to be getting more love after all of this, Will or Chris?
0: You know, it's interesting because uh, at, here at the radio station, right away in the first thing in the morning, Seth had posted something, and when I come in in the afternoon, I I like to read what people have posted, and. It seemed to me like there was a lot of disappointment for Will, but there was a lot of rage and anger at Chris Rock and at, you know, being a comedian, you know, maybe crossing the line. And I thought what was interesting is some of the comments, it's like you are coming up against anger, but you sound really angry. And I think I was just kind of befuddled all day long trying to figure out, you know, when because I wasn't I didn't watch it you know and then to hear everybody's response and try and make some sort of decision just it was to me it was baffling because everybody has an opinion about it Mm -hmm. and what I felt like I saw more of was people dissing Chris Rock
2: wow yeah Mm -hmm. yeah um I, I feel like um I feel like Will Smith has been getting a lot of love. I I like Will Smith. I love his movies, and I loved Men in Black and, and Independence Day. But um, he's got great stuff. And I even always tell my kids about his, you know, he was a rapper before he was an actor, all that stuff. But I was right. so disappointed. I was I was mm. miffed. And then when I w- went to Twitter, I, I too went to Twitter. And, uh, you know, and I got to, first it was, You know, people saying, did that really happen? And I'm like, I think so. (laughs) But then I got mad because then people were like, he's defending his woman. And uh, how dare Chris Rock, you know? And and I'm thinking, well, how... I didn't know about, al- I didn't know Jada had alopecia. I did not know she had a condition. I thought it was a choice thing. And when he said G.I. Jane, I mean, who doesn't want to be young Demi Moore
1: in G.I. Jane? She was totally right. fit and beautiful. <laughs> that was good. Other... with bald head. I it's mean... not like he called her, he didn't call her Mr. Clean or Don Nichols or something. I mean, he, exactly, Anna, he compared her to this beautiful, buff yeah. woman, you right. know? Right.
2: Right. And I could totally see her being G.I. Jane number two. If she had, you know, chosen to shave her head and decided to act in that part, that
1: would be beautiful. Chris Rock. uh, How would he know? Right. How would he know? And also and here's the other thing. Everybody's going through something. You don't know what people are going through. When you're making jokes at at Meryl Streep or George Clooney or whoever those people are, you have no idea what they're going through. And you might strike a nerve on something extremely important and personal to them. So why all of a sudden is this the line in the sand, right? Right.
2: And come on, did Chris Rock deserve that at the Oscars? where well, we're all, right. like, there's a red carpet, you know, like a total honoring being at the Oscars, and we're going to do that? Really?
0: After reading the article that Claire sent to Kareem, I I thought, you know, what happened there wasn't a reaction. It was a decision.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Because there was a moment, wasn't there? Yeah.
0: hmm yeah. And when you make a decision for a venue like the Oscars or an event like the Oscars. I think that's just what baffled me Yeah, because it wasn't a, a just a knee jerk. What the, it was, uh, it was kind of like, it was felt like a decision and a pretty big
1: one. Lori, I agree with you. Yeah. There was a moment he laughed at the joke yeah. and then he looked over at Jada mm-hmm. and she kind of rolled her eyes and made a face and then he acted. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I have another thought to throw out too. If this had been like a sound designer, they would have kicked his ass right out of the theater totally. without even a second mm-hmm. thought about it, you know? And they claim, they say they asked him to leave. There was a lot of, I've been they reading did. a lot of like, yeah, there there I've been reading a lot of behind the scenes stuff about people who were there, like seated, you know, nearby and kind of play by play and watch what was happening in between the commercials. It was like, what, about maybe 30 minutes between when that happened and when he won the, the Oscar for um, King Richard. And there was a lot of conversations. We know about Denzel conversation, and he was talking to Bradley Cooper about something and, and some other people. But apparently his rep his uh, were running back and forth to his seat to talk to him. Presumably, they were helping him rewrite his speech right at that moment. <laughs> but I've heard other reports that backstage the producers went to his reps and said, get him out of here. He needs to leave now. Whoa. And they were like. No. And so there's this implication that maybe his reps were going down there and saying they want you to leave. And he was like, I refuse to leave. So there's a little bit of an academy said his people said thing going on back and forth right now about whether or not they tried to boot him.
2: Mm-hmm. What did you think of that acceptance speech
1: when he did it? I felt in the moment, considering how much adrenaline was probably going through him from everything that had happened, that it was sincere sincere. I I really do think that in in that moment, I think everything he was saying and feeling really was what he was saying and feeling. Um, What about you guys?
0: I heard it after the fact, so I'd really like to hear what your thought was because you were right there in the moment.
2: I thought BS (laughs) because, (laughs) I'm sorry, one, he was like, I would like to apologize. That's how his first words were. I would like to apologize. I'm like, okay, you'd like to, but are you? Are you? And he was apologizing to everybody but Chris. So he was apologizing for his actions, but he'd never apologized to Chris until, I don't know, 48 hours later. I don't know. So I I was just mad. I was just mad. Chris did not deserve that. He didn't deserve that. He he so Lori, he said, um, I would like to apologize to the um the academy, th- his cohorts. So, you know, yeah, maybe that could cover Chris, but it didn't. He should have said, first thing, Chris Rock, you're I love you, man. I'm sorry that i I reacted that way. You didn't deserve that. I have issues." I, I just don't want my wife to hurt. Um, for all we know, Chris didn't know that about the condition when he said it. And he even said something like, I was only talking about G.I. Jane. <laughs> like, I mean, that's my thoughts <laughs> were like, yeah, he was only talking about G.I. Jane at that not at that point, not knowing about the condition. So, gosh, he he did not deserve that. At all. And he didn't deserve some of the f- the things that people were saying. Yeah, everybody hates Chris. <laughs> you know, putting all those memes out. Because, no, not everybody hates Chris. And he's, he's awesome. And he's very funny. and we, And he just did not deserve to get physically hit in front of the cameras on TV. Or even if it was behind the scenes. He should not have been hit.
1: My feeling is that he had to look contrite because Serena Williams is probably ready to kick his ass. Whose ass? Will Smith's. Okay, okay. (laughs) I mean, he he basically ruined that. That was their moment, right? Right. The whole opening number was this spectacular Beyonce number on the tennis court in Compton where they trained as children everybody knew that he was going to win that award right I haven't even seen the movie I'd like to see it because Same. Um, you know I like the Williams sisters and the story and I like Will Smith so I intend to see the movie someday everybody knew from the minute the baton dropped on the Oscars that he was going to win that award and he just completely cut the knees out under the entire thing now nobody's oh, going to go it about see him. the movie. Yeah. He totally made it about him. And I could just see Serena Williams waiting for him with a tennis racket. Except that <laughs> that would be perpetuating more violence and I don't want to think that. But I I think that was his number one thing was making sure that he apologized to them.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. A- and oh my gosh, notice he says, "Yeah, here I am again, the crazy dad." He just basically called their dad crazy. Or he violent, he or something.
1: Right. Oh, awful. What do you say? Life, life imitates art, or something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Funny, yeah, but oh my god. Yeah. Um, it's tough. It's yeah. so
2: weird. But um, so I I tried. I'm I'm like I. You guys know my take. I I hate what Will did. I hate it. Hate it. Hate it. But um, I listened to this show. After so many people were defending Will, giving him a pass for what he did. So uh, some saying Will grew up and he and his siblings watched his father be mostly verbally, physically and emotionally uh, abusive to his mom. Okay, so he grew up that way. He said that to some degree that... Regardless of all the highs, all the trophies, and all the accolades, his life has been marred by his one moment of inaction when he was nine years old, and that his father punched his mother so hard that blood came out of her mouth. And so, again, his whole life has been marred by that moment of inaction, of not standing up to his dad. So fast forward, when his dad got old, dad was in a wheelchair, and Will had thought of... I could push him down those stairs right now. So that's the inner turmoil that Will Smith has wrestled with in not defending the woman that he loved, his mom, over the verbal, physical, and mental abuse of another man. Fast forward to 2022, Chris makes a joke. Chris Rock makes a joke about Will Smith's wife, Jada's hair. And so we all know that Jada suffers from alopecia, an autoimmune disease uh, that has been very public. She made public uh, with that fact. She shaved her head because she did not want to deal with seeing her hair go into ball spots. So she just completely conceded to the defeat of autoimmune disease. Um, Chris Rock makes the joke, Will Smith laughs at first, and, you know, at, at the time that he was on national TV, and then he quickly looks to his left at Jada, who is not at all laughing. And you saw her face, right, guys? What she was, she was like, "Oh, just deflated." And uh, so Will Smith now has this decision to make: How can I stop this pain being caused to my wife? Because Will Smith, again, has been marred by his inaction. To the woman he loved, his mother, now there's a woman he loves the most, or second most, his wife, and she is being damaged emotionally because of this joke. And that was the reason everyone thinks Will Smith's action happened. When I read that, I was interested, Lori, uh, in your take about that side of the issue, because you have mentioned that you've had friends clients who have had to deal with domestic abuse knowing all their stories and imagining them reacting the same way will smith did would it surprise you
0: i you know i hadn't heard that and when as you were listening so many things went through my head anna because number one Any kind of abuse is horrible, and any child that suffers at the hand especially, well, not especially, but any hand, but of a parent or watching another parent hurt uh, their other parent is horrible. But also, it's been apparent throughout the years that Will Smith has been a motivator. He has posted many videos, many things that would point to the fact that he's been doing some hard work. And so for me, I don't ever want to see that as an excuse. And it really, you know, and if that was, that would help me understand that that was more of a decision than a reaction. Yeah. Yeah. That would paint that picture for me. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's like, it's sort of that old adage, when somebody does something bad, we can almost always look back to abuse does everyone who is abused do really bad things? No. Oh yeah. You know? And so I hate, I hate to give a pass for that, but I also don't want to sound, uh, not compassionate, but I also think this, we've see it all the time on the internet. We don't know what people are going through and true confession. When my sister told me, this is what I said. Oh, do you think maybe Jada and, uh, Or having a relationship because I'd heard they had an open relationship. So that was my first thought is maybe there's way more to this than than we know. I wasn't going to admit that, but especially now after watching it. But that was just my first thought, because it's like what you know not seeing it. I'm like, what was going on there? Yeah. You know, what caused that?
2: Claire, do you know about that part where – about their relationship that it's open and about their pool boy and all that stuff? I do remember that. Something.
1: I I kind of – I remember, but I kind of – it was like – that was like so last year. I mean, it was like (laughs) (laughs) – Everything that that That's you so COVID. it's so, you know, it's so Lord, COVID. So <laughs> that is exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah. anything that happened prior to twenty twenty has pretty much been a race. But I will say this, I do <laughs> I don't remember the reason, but I do remember Jada boycotted the Oscars two years ago and Chris Rock made jokes about how Will and Jada boycotted I can't remember if it's because he wasn't nominated or there there is history there between mm-hmm. the Will and Jada Smith and the Oscars I I need to look it up what the boycott was about but Chris jokes Chris Rock's joke that Oscars cuz he was the host was who care oh big deal Jada boycotted wow I guess we better all step back you know so I think I don't know if they had a relationship but there's definitely some there's no love lost between them, and they paint it with the I love you man and entertainment and this and that, but I, I don't think they're fans of each other on a personal level. Um, so this moment was loaded before it was loaded. Now, what Anna <laughs> told me, that story, that's really, uh, I didn't know any of that. So that also adds yeah. another 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 piece to the puzzle.
0: Layers, layers and layers.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: I didn't want, I needed to find yeah. a way to not hate Will for this. <laughs>
0: and you know, no, none of us want to be you know, seen at our worst, but on the other hand, if you are going to be a leader and be somebody in society, you know, you, you want to walk the walk. And I'll tell you, there is nothing more disappointing than to really like someone, you know, like a, an, a, a movie star or a celebrity, or even in our radio world to really like someone and then find out, oh my gosh, They're not even a nice person. You know, we want to believe that they are what they represent. And so I think that's what what was shaking
1: all of us is no. Mm. Yeah. Remember, too, here's another piece of it. And again, I like Will Smith. I like his movies. I like his music. I liked his TV show. But there's that whole backstory with him and the woman who played the original Aunt Janet. And, and the things going on there behind the scenes with, was he a diva? Did he get her kicked off the show? Um, he labeled her difficult, which for a black woman is like the kiss of death in Hollywood because once you get that label is difficult, you can never come back from it. Or was she difficult, right? Um, there's that whole layer too. He's not, somehow it seems to slide off him like Teflon, but he's not without issues.
2: You know, one thing I'm really... I, I don't know what to think and maybe I didn't see this part of the Oscars but apparently someone else joked about how I guess their open relationship Will didn't get mad at
0: that you're
1: right Will didn't Regina go and push yeah, that person I think it was
0: Wanda wasn't it it's was either Wanda or Regina I think it was Wanda yeah mm-hmm. yeah
1: you're right okay They yeah. okay "Oh, so
0: if that's okay with Jada yeah you know, I, I teach coaching, and one of the t- our, our class today was about getting your buttons pushed and yeah. how sometimes people will say things. Claire, you alluded to this. Sometimes people say stuff really innocently, but it gets taken wrong. And maybe had Jada been there, like, remember when Demi Moore shaved her head originally before all of this many, many years ago, you know, and she did it. Just, I don't know, because she wanted to. But say that was the case, there was no alopecia, would it have been a
1: totally different thing? Right. Mm. Yeah, it, it, it probably would have been. I, I don't know. But, wow. I also wonder, you know, it's funny because one of my, my is, like I said, my sister and I live tweet during all award shows. I love it. Mostly snarky stuff that I can't say out loud. But, um I, we were speculating in the moments. And again, this is within the the 20 or so minutes of it happened. I was wondering if Jada was pissed at Will. Like, oh my God, I'm embarrassed. Like, I cannot believe you just Mm -hmm. did that. You know, I wonder if if that piece is in there somewhere too. How she feels.
0: Yeah. I wonder, where was the camera? Was she grabbing for him to sit down and shut up? No.
1: No, (laughs) no, not even. Yeah. The, the, in fact she wasn't even that close to him the uh, the closest person to him was uh, Lupita Niango with yeah. the way they had the seating it was kind of um uh, uh, it wasn't an. They weren't sitting in rows in an audience like a theater. They had it set up more like the Golden Globes, tables where they were at little dinner something. tables. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. the way yeah. the camera, every camera shot you see, Jada's not even in the shot. She's there, obviously, sort of across the table mm-hmm. from him. But Lupita Nyong'o is in the background, going, "What the <laughs> what?" <one? am> I- <laughs> her her reaction
2: know? was very telling about like oh, for, was- for anybody who doubted that this was
1: real. <laughs> She yeah. didn't she didn't see that one coming. Have you seen the, the, <laughs> the picture of Nicole Kidman? She looks like she's gonna come out of her skin. <laughs> she's like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, and like Kareem said, he could have yelled something and said, come on, or you know. Right. I mean, we all know the camera's gonna be on him, right? Yeah, right. That's what this show is all about, the audience response. So even that might have not been cool, but at least it wasn't that act of hitting another person.
1: Right, right.
0: Like, it would have been better.
2: Someone said that if if he would have just walked out after Chris Rock had said yeah. that, then that would have been uh-huh. even a more effective thing because then people would have been like, oh my god, poor Jada, this is awful, how could Chris have done this, you mm. know, and, and all that kind of thing, and and uh, it would have been, you know, more about that, you know, more of a focus on that, but now it's, right. what happened, what happened, you know?
1: Meanwhile, Chris Rock had his first show last night in Boston, yeah. and he uh, didn't, he, the only thing he said was, I can't talk about it yet, I'm still processing, which to me translate as, <laughs> I'm still writing jokes, <laughs> but but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He hasn't said a word. Like, that was literally the only thing he said was, yes, this happened. He, he got on stage and said, so, how was your weekend?
0: Um, and then
1: after that, he, he said, I can't talk about this because I'm still so processing. But uh, yesterday, I do news for um, a radio station in Detroit. And uh, one of the top stories yesterday was Chris Rock has a show scheduled in September. Yesterday, they added a second show, and it sold out in one day. Oh. So, he's, this may have actually helped Chris Rock's career, uh, at least... He'll get a bump. He's getting the Will Smith bump for the moment. I hope so. Uh, (laughs) A bump from a bump.
0: (laughs) Right, exactly. I mean, and okay, can we talk about this? What what was that? That wasn't a punch your lights out. That wasn't, I'm going to punch your face. It was like, I mean. It was was a smack. Was that even anything? It was weird. It it was like, girls slap, men punch. (laughs) And I don't mean to be like all gender weird, but normally... That's what, men, you know, if men are going to defend their woman, they're going to
1: punch you, not slap
0: you. I wondered That's that, what, too. I,
1: I think that was why I was so confused, yeah. That's why I thought it was staged, because it was so such a weird thing. Yeah, I even went back and looked to see if there was one of those things where he didn't really hit him, but he hits his chest like a stage punch. Right. Um, but it wasn't. He definitely made contact with his face, but it didn't knock him down. I thought that was interesting, too, In at the whether it, at the last second he pulled the punch or whether he... I wonder that, too. It did seem awfully mm. controlled. Till he started yelling. Yeah. When he was yelling, it was different.
2: I thought it was a punch at first, but I found out it was a slap.
1: Which that doesn't, my brain can't comprehend that. Yeah.
2: But you've seen all those memes with Batman slapping Robin. So there's that. It
1: looks just oh. like it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's exactly like yeah. it. Maybe they just needed a bubble that said, pow. <laughs> Kazam. <laughs> But there's also so there's the scene
2: in the office where Pam, because uh, Michael Scott dated her mom and dumped her on her birthday, she she's like, well, you know what? Because of that, you know, I get to punch you after work, and uh, everybody was all for it, and um, that was a slap. Maybe that's effective too, the whole slap thing, because
1: Michael Scott cried. Yeah. yeah. Because Michael Scott cried. It seemed weird. <laughs> Chris Rock but... did not cry.
2: No. He was poised awkwardly, and he was shook, but he handled it well. This is the greatest night
1: in the history <laughs> of television. <laughs> yeah. he, was really, great. he really did handle it well. Yeah. 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 And not, I'm trying to figure out how much, not that much time passed. I mean, the whole thing happened. I'm trying to figure out, like, with the, the, the way my TV paused, and it turns out it wasn't my TV, it was it was the censorship. But yeah. I think the whole thing was less than a minute. Maybe what, 30 seconds? Forty seconds? Yeah. That's pretty quick. The the part the part that they did not show
2: was Will Smith looking at Jada after laughing and realizing she is not happy about this. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. And and that goes back to Lori's point that this was a decision. Decision. Mm-hmm. Not a reaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so what do you think will happen? They they say he's going to be uh, there. They're, uh, the academy is doing a review. Blah 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 blah. He could be sanctioned or expelled or whatever. Do you think they'll take the award away?
2: I a part of me thinks yes. A part of me thinks no, because they don't uh, they don't put
1: up with that. The Oscars, no way. But as... and here's the other thing. Yeah. If they disinvite, they can't disinvite him from next year's Oscars because they've been struggling for ratings over years, and you bet your buns people are going to tune in next year to see what Will Smith has to say, right? So they're kind of over a barrel.
2: Well, they could replace him with, like, Kanye West, so because, you know, he'll make a scene. ha! <laughs>
1: <laughs> which which? I mean we, this is the world we're in now where Kanye West is a safer bet than Will Smith <laughs> <laughs> but well that's
2: the thing what's worse what What was worse was it when he tried to take away from Taylor Swift's moment or was it when, when Will Smith punched Chris which one really was worse because that Kanye West thing was so awkward uh, that one and when he was with Mike Myers and just saying saying stuff. I forgot what he was talking about. I think I had oh, to do with actually, George I love w. That Bush.
1: I think that was actually a great Kanye West moment. He he. That was that was one time where I will defend him. They were uh, talking about Hurricane Katrina. It was a benefit. It was a live benefit for Hurricane Katrina. And um, he and Mike Myers were talking about it was basically fundraising. And now I don't agree with what he said and the way he said it, but I agreed with his point, uh, which was he he basically stood up and said uh, Mike Myers was like, oh, we need your donations to help the, you know, the poor people of the Ninth Ward who've struggled with her, you know, and Kanye West is like, George Bush hates black people. I mean, that's literally what he said. And Mike Myers was like, oh, that's what what he was saying. (laughs) And and I don't think that is necessarily true but I think his point was they would be moving a lot faster if this were a different neighborhood and I don't think oh, he was wrong about that.
2: Oh wow. Okay, now but That's it's my opinion. Back to me. That's my
1: opinion. Send your letters to Claire.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that was all happening and I'm like Poor Mike Myers, because he doesn't know what to do. He's trying to go by his script, and he, usually a funny guy and someone who could probably ad lib, but he did not know how to handle that situation. So every time he was trying to go on script, and then, you know, Kanye says what he says, and then Mike goes back on the script, and then Kanye says what he says. It was like back and forth, and it was awful. I mean, awful for Mike. I mean, you know... uh, entertaining for for the rest of us because we're like wow this is live tv
1: but the grammys the grammys (laughs) pulled kanye they he was gonna he was set to be on the grammys and they've discontinued him because of the the recent stuff going on with um with him and uh with uh, kim kardashian who's now i guess officially his ex i think a judge finally signed off on that and uh pete davidson who i guess she's dating which just that's a whole other (laughs) kettle of fish (laughs) but um he he's kanye said some really like dangerous sounding things, threatening things. And, and he was sort of pulled off of social media and, and stuff. And so I think the Grammys were, I don't know if they're afraid of a lawsuit or what they were afraid of, but again, a lot of these shows need ratings. And so for them to not put somebody on that is going to bring a lot of eyeballs is, is an interesting move. I, I've been saying this for years. i very, you know, Kanye's mental health is so precarious and, He's never really gotten the help he needs, mostly, I guess, because he refuses it, I suppose. Um, mm-hmm. Because I know that, you know, Kim and his reps and his family and a lot of people have, have tried really hard to, to get him in there. But he he continues to have a lot of success with music and his ministry and his clothing line. And yeah. somehow he is he's continuing to do that despite all the, you know, things that he's doing to sabotage himself, too. But I, I really hope he gets some help someday before he hurts himself or someone else.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think uh, I sent it to both of you, but I would listen to a podcast with my favorite, Laura Richard. She's a crime analyst. Mm-hmm. And they did a special um, podcast because they're very concerned about his behavior. And as profilers, the behavior he is showing to the richest woman in the world who could pull the rug out from him, get protected, and she can't get him away from her and he says he's still like the god of her house you know that's yeah. very scary Yeah. and so you know just listening to that and seeing another celebrity getting away and i take offense as a christian you know he's got this ministry and yet he's behaving so badly and and we've talked about mental health and i understand that but also you know get some help get some help. Don't hurt your family. You know, and I think what's really hard is when you're in that manic state, you believe you believe you are what you think you are. And um, this pro these profilers high FBI pro, profilers are very concerned for Kim's safety.
2: So how how do you get someone unwilling to get mental health?
0: That's the problem. Because we don't have good stocking laws, people are getting away with things. If we had laws, then they could be arrested for doing the kind of things he's doing by uh, crossing all these boundaries. But in the UK, they now have these kind of laws in place. We don't have them here. It's coercive control. And so hands are tied. And that's why women are getting killed. When they finally say no, they finally draw the line, they get a restraining order. They tell that person, you do not have access to me. And that's when they end up getting killed. If you read the book, The Gift of Fear by Gavin De Becker, he also profiles the type of person that does this, that, you know, that they are so entitled. And I think, you know, for them to go on record to say this, first of all, they could get in trouble, right? They could be they could be sued for defamation or whatever. But also they're trying to highlight that there's this behavior. And he still has a very strong fan base, which is basically he's telling them, hey, it's okay to to treat your family like this." Yeah, you know, right. And so that's the issue i I take with kanye and and we can't make people get help. But if we had better laws to protect women, <laughs> then those men could be arrested and if they knew they were arrested they would that they had to go to jail or prison they might stop
2: are the stalkers law in the UK successful has it been proven successful or yes. is it too early to
0: oh it, it's as far as they can tell because now women can go to the police and you know rather than the police going yeah sorry i mean i listened to story after story where the woman went to the police told them something was going to happen to her. Something happened to her and they dig up, yes, dig up the police report and like, oh yeah, well, we couldn't do anything. You know, I'm not blaming the police. I'm blaming the laws, but there's got to be a way for women who are being stalked and tormented, you know, by an ex or somebody who thinks they should have access to you, that they can keep themselves safe. And I think that's why, you know, Kim has been pretty quiet because, you know, she doesn't want to stir the pot. She knows what will happen. Sheesh.
1: She keeps saying that he's a good father and, and you know, there was all this stuff about who got invited to what birthday party and all of that kind of stuff, but he's very active with the kids and, and she has said that he's good with the kids and she wants them to have a relationship with him. Is that, um, Lori, is, is there... I don't know if, I'm not sure code is the right word I'm looking for, but, (laughs) but is that typical response?
0: Well, um, if, if she's afraid of him, then yes, because she's trying to be careful. Um, a lot of times women will say, oh yeah, he, he hits me, but he'd never hurt the kids. Well, that hurts the kids. So a lot of times it's a short sightedness. And you know, when women are, you know, I don't think she's ever said she's abused, but when women come from a controlling relationship, there's a lot of fear there. Mm. And, you know, it takes a long time to actually deprogram them. And, you know, uh, we don't know whatever was set in place, but like he would go pick up the kids and everything. And then he would tweet something horrible about, um he's he's not gonna take him home because this and this is happening and, and even Kim a few weeks ago was like, You were just here. That's not the case. So I think she doesn't want to come against him because she doesn't want the backlash. Interesting. You know, he I mean he he literally said, I am the god of this house. That's what he said.
1: Right. Now I have another question. And again, I'm 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 a little bit out of my wheelhouse here, but it's more of an observation. Pete Davidson is also someone who has been extremely public about his struggles with mental health. He does not hide that fact. He has worked on it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, what? How do we feel about Kim... Going directly from one man with mental health issues to another man with mental health issues. Not that everyone doesn't have something going on, but Pete Davidson is pretty public about the difficulty of his struggles. Uh, Does Kim have some one of those like I'm going to fix you kind of complexes or is it just coincidence?
0: We gravitate to the same type of person. And the thing I'm thinking of is Pete, you know, we know Kanye has problems. He's not really open about it. We just see what he his behavior and then people speak for him. Pete Davidson knows he has issues and it sounds like he's doing work around it. However, I will say the last thing that happened, I mean, uh, well, Kanye did a video of somebody kidnapping Pete and burying him alive. So that's pretty Jeez. threatening. But also, I think Pete has poked the bear a little bit. And seriously, you know, there's kids involved in this. Let's act like adults and not poke the bear and play these games. Let's all be adults. And um but good question Claire and I think you know how many times have you known somebody that's been in a relationship they break up and then they end up with that same person in a different body. <laughs> right. right? Right. It's oh, like yeah. you know and I and we gravitate toward where, where what our comfort zone is and so if we grow up with Maybe she grew up with that. I don't know. But if that's what she grew up with, that's what she's comfortable, that's what she's going to gravitate
1: towards. Broken people.
0: Mm -hmm. Hurting people hurt people.
1: Right. Mm. Interesting. And she is starting to be an attorney. Um, You know, so there's, I do think she has that, that kind of fix it, you know, let's roll up our sleeves and fix it kind of mentality going too. Mm. Hmm.
0: Maybe she'll be the one to change those laws then.
1: Wouldn't that be something? Wow. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, well, Claire, I know you got to go and I don't want to like cut this short, but there's just one thing I really want to bring up that I found out yesterday when I did this interview with uh, Molly DeFrank. She wrote a book called uh, Digital Detox, and there was just a Wall Street Journal report published on Monday about teens watching TikTok getting ticks and there's The emergency room has been flooded with mostly teen girls getting ticks from watching TikTok,
1: what have wow. you heard this? I have not. Like, like an an emotional disturbance response because of, of withdrawal from it, or or what they're or the concept of what they're consuming.
0: So it has to do with the conception and the algorithms. And I'd heard this before. And so the, when I heard it about six months ago, they thought that maybe the girls were mimicking. Like mimicking TikTokers that maybe had some sort of little ticks, but what they realize is the way the algorithm is—it's—it's it's so affecting them. Uh, the whole in the article it says people are like, "Does TikTok know me? How do they know me so well?" Well, they know them so well by their watching habits that it's getting to them on this deep, deep level in their psyche. And so this lady who's doing the detox uh, said that the the What the doctors are recommending is cognitive behavioral work and detoxing from digital social media. And that doesn't mean a total uh, abstinence. It means getting away enough to get yourself back uh, so that you can recognize what's happening. But yeah, it was it was really interesting TikTok teens and ticks and I actually have a podcast coming out tomorrow. It'll be on Warm's website or you can go to the Wall Street Journal and see that article, watch the video. It was just you know, my kids are already raised, but it made me worried for for young kids that are watching TikToks, TikTok videos if if it really is a thing that and as a parent, do parents know? Do they even have any control? I don't know because I'm out of that part of my life. But Anna, you're still in it.
2: Yeah. Uh I I don't know. I, I'm still trying to understand what the, the TikTok tick is. Like it's so it's st- more about the people who watch TikTok and they get a tick from
0: They it, it the way that, that TikTok targets them it hits their psyche. So they're probably more susceptible. You know how some people are more empathic, some people, you know, so maybe it's those type of people that are a little more um, uh, open to that are being affected in a way that's causing actual physical tics because it's like you're not good enough. Oh, you're not skinny enough. Oh, you're not pretty enough. They're not necessarily saying that, but that's the message that they're getting that they can never measure up. So
2: kind of like how,
0: we like us growing up,
2: uh, had magazines in the grocery store to try to measure up to everybody all the models you see on on the cover of glamour or something. I'm thinking, I'm not
0: sure. Yeah, well two things. One is they're getting it twenty four seven. So they're yeah. getting it, you know, they have total access to it. And second of all, do you guys remember when the um teletubbies came out? <laughs> sure. Yes. Do you remember oh, Teletubbies? And
1: they had little TVs Do in you their remember? Stomach?
0: Yeah. And that su- the uh-huh. sunshine Do, yes. Do was a baby
1: the stir face. Do Yeah, people said it was mind <gasps> <people>. Yes. <laughs> they were evil. Mm-hmm.
0: But here's the thing. I had a child with ADHD and he couldn't watch it. It sent him off the rails. Wow. Wow. Because it was too much movement. It was whatever they were doing, whatever, you know, producers were doing to get that to get the kids to watch more, those kids that were more susceptible We're going off the rails. So I think it's that kind of thing. And I think like if a kid doesn't have any parental uh, uh, support or maybe they're in abusive homes, you know, this could be something that could really be hurting people and kids. They don't even know it because they don't have any kind of um, monitoring, you know. Um, So I just thought it was fascinating. And um, yeah. uh, Yeah.
2: That's kind of how I thought of Barney. So I'm that- glad Barney's not on TikTok because he sends me over My kids used to
0: sing, I hate
2: you, you hate me. <laughs> on that note, I don't hate you guys. I love I you. Love I love you. you.
0: And I know you love me. And I'm not going to sock you. <laughs> <I> don't <laughs> hurt me. Well, well where, can we, where can we find you
2: guys mm. on the
1: socials?
2: I am at I'm Anna D
0: on Twitter.
1: I am on Twitter at Claire Beverly, C L A I R E B E V E R L Y.
0: I'm not very good at Twitter, but I am on Facebook, Coach CoachLaurie, L-A-U-R-I-E.
1: Enjoy, you guys. Have a great day. Yes.
0: Therapy as usual. Therapy. Oh,
2: yes, it is. Yeah,
1: totally. Yay. Will Smith
0: could use us.
1: He really should. Yes. If, if you know him, send him a link to our podcast. Make sure he subscribes. That's right. And tell him to give us five stars. Yahoo! Yahoo! Have Thank you a guys night. so much. Have
2: a good weekend, girls. Have a good weekend. <laughs> this is Listen and Learn or not.
0: not.